time that intro ends, I, I go bow, bow out loud. And <laughs> I, I just I wish that uh that it would record me doing that. I think I, I would add so much more to the and, um, intro. Maybe we it kind of reminds can... me. I don't know if you guys ever watched Boston Legal. Uh, okay, I'm really old. Never mind. <laughs> no, I was. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> it's a, it's an old. It's a it's a lawyer show with like, it's really funny. But it's like uh, William Shatner and James Spader. And um, like anyway, it, it ends guys. with that kind of beat. That like, you know, bounce, bounce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, hello everyone. Happy Monday. As happy as a Monday can be. Uh, welcome to episode 66 of Michigan Brews. This is our uh, 2022, uh, I almost said recap, uh, our glimpse into the future of the year of uh, some of the homebrew competitions in the state. I don't, um, I don't think we recapped enough last week. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, I, I don't remember where I was going to go with that. I don't know. Homebrew competitions. Oh, I was going to say, Jason, it's uh, uh, competitions are something that uh, are very near and dear to your heart. Um, I only joined my first ever competition because of Jason's encouragement. He is also the competition coordinator, our, our competition officer for the club, yes. uh, Keepers of Craft as well. So um, this show should be pretty fun. Um, I got a good list of uh, competitions that we have in the state this year. If I missed any, uh, definitely shout it out in chat or uh, call it out after the fact if you're not watching live with us, and, and I'll make sure to include it, uh, you know, on episode 67 whenever that that comes around. Oh, Siri's talking to me. Apparently, I <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll probably end up, uh, you know, talking about competitions in general a little bit. Um, tips and things like that. I know we've had competition shows in the past, but um, it, it bears repeating uh, as far as tips and tricks and, and, and stuff because part of the fun in winning a competition or entering a competition is, is obviously you know, getting a medal or some bling or a trophy or a certificate or a ribbon. Or In the case of some of the mead competitions this year, you get like cool goblets or pieces of wood or bowls or right. bar tap handles, whatever the hell. So, uh, yeah, a lot of free show, but not not so much from the Michigan uh, competitions, I don't think. But there are some out of state competitions that are really going crazy with their awards. So, that's awesome. With the exception of maybe Sicilianos, who uh, who gives five hundred dollars in credit, I think, for their store, right? Is their their one grand prize, which is kind of awesome. It's still pretty badass. It's enough yeah, to make almost... like one giant stout. Yeah, I'd I'd almost rather have that than you know a medal hanging on my wall. But yeah, then again, I well, don't have thirty medals like you guys. So I would probably go take some of that five hundred dollars and buy a medal. <laughs> I'm sure you get a medal with it. You have no, to. You do, you do, you do. Yeah. For Sicilianos, you definitely do. I've got those hanging on the wall. But um, yeah, I mean, so what do we have? What, what do we have in the glass right now? That's the, yeah, I was just going to say before we get too yeah. far into it. Yeah. Uh, I uh, picked up some low sun. Never, I still haven't had that. Never, I never had it either. I just saw it at the store because I was there like not but 15 minutes ago. Um, 
yeah, it's not bad. It's super lightweight. I mean, that's what they say. It's a 110 calories. I doubt it's 110 calories for this whole can. Yeah, because because they say the same thing on their little 12 ounces. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's super lightweight. It's got a really a pretty fruity smell to it, um, almost reminiscent of a pale ale. But it's a wheat wheat ale, wheat beer. It's pretty good. I'd say try it. It's a heavily hopped wheat pale ale. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had it yet either. Uh, I feel like it just seems weird, you know. And if Larry's watching, I apologize. Not that he probably cares much anymore, but um, doesn't it feel like it's like over on light? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of why I bought yeah. it. Not gonna right. lie. And it's coming out in. I mean, it, it actually came out in like. November or December, didn't it? I have no mm, idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I saw ads for it at least a month or two ago. I was going to see if I could find out. But <clears throat> yeah, it just seems kind of a little weird. Not not that it's any big deal. I mean, who cares? I I, I wouldn't really care if they went year-round with Oberon here like they do in uh, California or Florida. Yeah. But, yeah. Who knows with the buyout, maybe they will. Yeah. I could definitely see that happening. <laughs> what do you I would not Jason? be upset. Uh, hams, you know, this is, uh, this is what you do when you <laughs> are busy and don't go out. Um, I haven't really bought a lot of beer lately. I haven't are made you, beer lately. Are you getting paid by hams yet? You're, you're drinking a beer, you're wearing the shirt. Oh, you do have the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, right there, there's a ham sign that I can't. Um, no, I mean, I, I brewed uh, I, I brewed once this year, but it's not done yet. Hell, it technically Has it started yet? Started yet. Yeah. <laughs> I brewed that uh, Czech Dark uh, Lager, and I, I pitched a packet of uh, Imperial Urkel on it. And here we are. I mean, well, we were at six days, I think, the last time I checked it, and it had um, no movement at all, like, the same gravity as when I pitched. So I um, I need to get to the store. I need to just buy some uh, packets of dried lager yeast and, and repitch and see. I just either didn't get a good package of Urkel or I honestly I don't know. Yeah, that's the damnedest thing. Yeah. I'm gonna try to salvage. I'm really bummed. If it if it's if it's a dumper I am going to uh, rebrew it right away because right? I oh, really you're going to say you're going to quit brewing. No, that's where I thought this was going. <laughs> no, I quit brewing. Uh, those are other reasons. If I don't win medals in a year, then I quit brewing. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Uh, oh, yeah. I guess I'm included in this group. Um, tis the season, so got uh, some hops slam. Then. Figure I'll start the night out with ten percent. I haven't gotten any of that yet either. Is a uh, should have bought some of that. Damn I, I want to. I'm being facetious and being like, "Is it good this year?" <laughs> it's just a uh, you know, it's just a it's just a good double IPA. You know, it's nothing. It doesn't stand out. You know, uh, against the crowd probably like it did ten years ago. But um, it's it's just a great beer. Yeah, again, haven't been out yet. When I grab the yeast from Bell's, I'll probably grab 
a six pack. I grab a six pack of it every year. It's not my, it's just not my, my, my it's not my favorite style. Um, Since Hop Solution is year round now, I'll, I'll normally go for that um, as far as like a Bell's double IPA lineup. Um, but for, for seasonals and, and, you know, the, 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 what do you call them? Not seasonal releases, but every so often releases. I don't know. Um, Hop Slam's good. Mars is obviously amazing. Uh, Oracle um, is always really good. I'll have to look and see what they have coming out for double IPAs in 2022 because they only do some of those sometimes. Your Mars was last year. And I haven't seen Oracle in a while, so my guess would be Oracle is coming out this year. I, was, I, I, I like Oracle. I was just going to say, I don't think I've seen Oracle in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. But I will check that shit out real quick. All right. While you do that, I'll get the ball rolling. Um, so I think, and you guys will have to count <laughs> along with me as, as we go over these, but I think I found um, 11 total competitions just within the state this year. Um, most of which I think I've entered at one point in time or another. Um, a lot of them don't end up happening until uh, the, second, the second half of the year, which is good because the first half of the year tends to be a little busy with out-of-state competitions, if that's something you're into. Um, Blue Bonnet, I believe, is going on right now. Um, uh, I don't know if I've heard of that one. I think it's one of, if not the biggest homebrew competition outside of NHC. Um, oh, well, shit. Like, why the fuck have I not heard of it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that uh, Operation Fermentation, I think... Um, which is maybe like a 600, 700 um, cap limit um, in NHC. Th those are all sort of like right at the beginning of the year here. So, um, if, you know, get all the big ones out of the way at the beginning of the year and then sort of focus on smaller stuff at the end of the year. But uh, we do have something going on right now. And it's the K-Dale competition, which is near and dear to Jason's heart. Oh, uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... The K-Dale competition, um, it's a little bit unique in that uh, it's sponsored by the, I don't know what K-Dale stands for, but it's it's sponsored by the Kent District uh, Area Library or something like that. Is that it? Guess what K-Dale stands close? for. I know. What's the E? Uh... <laughs> it's the Kent District Area Library. So, um, it's... Um... So it's actually capital K, capital D, lowercase a, capital L, lowercase e. So I think the e is not important. Um, Perfect. It feels like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just the Kent Area District Library. And I think what they're trying to do is, uh, or the Kent District Library. So their their name is KDL and they're, Adding ale, ale. Oh, I never it's even a, caught that. It's oh. a little play on, play okay. on uh, words. There, okay. So, yeah. All right. Kent District Library, uh, Kent District Area Library, whatever. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's 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 cool. Like you were saying, it's um, it's it's by the library. You got to do a literary tie-in. You got to. <laughs> so so this is this is not a BJCP competition. Um, in that I, I assume that they try to find, uh, you know, judges and, and the library staff, I think, judges these beers as well. 
but uh, a good chunk of the points that you get is based off of, um, like Jason said, a literary tie-in. You, you type up you know, a couple of paragraphs worth of uh, information on how the beer that you submit uh, ties back to some book uh, that you enjoy or, or has some sort of meaning to you. Um, so I think I, I entered a few years ago um, trying to relate my beer to Watership Down. Um, and uh, some examples from their website are like James and the Giant Peach Ale. And uh, there was like a Harry Potter, like polyjuice potion beer, I think maybe um, just, just different things like that. Uh, so it's kind of neat in that um, <laughs> even if your beer is not, you know, on, on the, on the top tier, if you have a, a stronger, more awesome literary tie in, you might be able to, um, might be able to win. And there's four winners for the competition, um, each with an equally awesome prize. So if you uh, are in the top four for this competition, uh, you get to brew your beer with either Gravel Bottom, uh, Railtown, Pike 51, or Broadleaf Brewing, I believe, uh, are the four. So um, but it's really cool. Normally, as far as competitions go, if you are... Uh, if, if you're going to brew your beer on like a, you know, a, a pro brewery system, you have, you're usually like the winner, right? So uh, being given four different opportunities, uh, you know, for the top four brewers is, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to call it a shoe in, but uh, it's your strongest chance to go and brew on, you know, somebody's awesome system uh, that you're probably going to get in the year. So much yeah. easier to win than the Bell's homebrew competition. It's it's really neat. The the actual the breweries themselves get to work with the librarians, I believe, and select the, the beer that they like. That's what it is. Okay. So, awesome. I mean it's it is um you know it's 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 unique. It's it's kind of like the Bell's homebrew competition where it's it's chosen not so much by the styles. Um hedonistic. But, yeah. Yeah. Just it's it's a cool idea. Um the four breweries are are, are it's cool that they participate like that. Um the competition's currently open, but the the important date for everybody right now is uh, January twenty fourth. No, see, you're you're thinking that if you want to try my beer, the important date is February fourth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, Jason. I don't know. I don't think we mentioned it or why I said it's near and dear. Jason uh, took one of the top four spots. Last, last, yeah. last competition, right? Oh, was it? Was it in twenty twenty? Did they I think do it? It wasn't was was twenty twenty. Okay. Um, yeah, because they didn't do it last yeah, year. Did they? Pretty sure they didn't. Um. Yeah, we dropped off right before COVID started. So, um, uh, myself and then Brandon from Keepers of Craft, the other, uh, the fourth uh, honorable uh, host of. Of Michigan Brews, <laughs> um, both of us were um, winners of the last event uh, that happened. Uh, I won Railtown. Brandon won uh, Gravel Bottom Brewing. Um, the four beers that won last year with the, the two other uh, individuals, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, those those beers will be on tap. They're doing a tap takeover on February fourth at Horex in Grand Rapids. Um, at Horrocks Market. And so you can go there uh, February 4th. I was just trying to look at it from 5 to 8 p.m. at Horrocks Market. Uh, and our beers will be uh, on tap there. And then I believe probably back on tap at the respective breweries. Um, uh, 
unfortunately with timing and COVID and holidays and all the other stuff, I didn't actually get to go up and brew with, uh, with Railtown. I'm, I'm told that they brewed my beer uh, last Thursday. And, yeah, uh, cool. Very nice. Which was what again? Uh, so I brewed a um, coffee stout, uh, Irish stout made with coffee called Columbia and Grind. Um, the book that I used was, I was looking for it on my shelves. Um, I believe it's just called Repeat. Uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a Groundhog Day type book um, where the gentleman kind of relives his life over and over and over and over and over from a certain point. And it's important to that particular beer, how I associated with that particular beer is because I brewed that beer over and over and over and over uh, mm. to make it better each time. And so as this guy relived his life to make it better every time, it's kind of how I tied it to I brewed that beer better or every I brewed that beer over and over to make it better every time uh, until it became at one point, And I think it still is probably my most muddled beer. So very loose literary reference on that part. Brandon brewed an IPA. I want to say he tied it to I am legend. I can't remember mm. Brandon if you're watching. If you if you if you brewed Neville's elixir, that's cool. Um, but I, yeah, I can't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, very cool. So uh, the other important date, January 24th, that I mentioned. That's when all entries are due. So yeah, um, I'm assuming that you can still sign up. Um, I don't think that that all the slots were full the last time I looked. So when we. Uh, we had a member check last night or entering yesterday. I think they said there were 31 entries. So they do cap it at 50. Okay. Um, is it beer only? Yes. It, it is only beer only. Kind. And they do have some restrictions um, because of the, the various breweries and stuff. They don't want any nuts or um, any uh, allergens in there. And then they also don't want any um, Pilsners, lagers, or barrel-aged beer, anything that's going to be too crazy uh, or time-consuming to brew. So um no like wild ale either well, yeah, yeah kettle sours are okay but no kettle else. sours are i think are okay yeah. no, no mixed firm yeah gotcha yep. i was gonna say I'd, I'd toss something in but all i have right now is ciders and meads so yeah <laughs> that's it uh, so that's kdale um the next we're skipping all the way to july um uh, mid there's nothing even. in between uh, not, nothing in Michigan that I was able to find Wow! Um, or, or think of. I, I thought really hard about all the competitions that that uh, I've entered that are in the state and stuff. So yeah. I, I would I would love to be proven wrong. But the next one uh, that I found is the Michigan State Fair. So uh, this has only been going on for a couple of years now. I think they've only had two competitions yeah. Uh, yeah. since it came back. Um, the The Michigan State Fair... Um, is what the Michigan Beer Cup, the Michigan Beer Cup became what it is because the Michigan State Fair stopped doing their homebrew competition. Um, but now that they're back and the Michigan Beer Cup is still here, um, you know, doubles the fun. So uh, Michigan State Fair, I think, limited entries to something like either, I think it was like five or six entries, maybe seven last year. Um, I believe... It was just beer. I don't think that they were doing mead or cider, but don't quote me on that. Um, we've talked to uh, Blair on the show here before, 
Um, and he wants to expand that as much as he can. He is like totally into this competition. He like absolutely loves putting it on. So, um, yeah, we're going to see what we can do to, to help with that next year. Um, but yeah, he just wants to make it as big as it can possibly be because, you know, it is the Michigan state fair. It should be, you know, huge and awesome and the best competition in the state. So I think that's what he's going for. Um, so maybe mid July, maybe early August. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody has tons of time to brew for everything that's coming up after this. So, um. well, I, I would call out the the important part is um, uh, if you're entering all of these, you should also be interested in, in uh, doing nationals. And nationals is going to be coming up, so you should be brewing now for nationals, and then fitting in um, wherever you can these other competitions uh, as well. I was say I think the past past three years or so I've been more focused on nationals. And the first year, I didn't submit anything because I was I wasn't sure I had anything worthy. And the second year, being twenty twenty, was my first time entering nationals, which sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't I didn't end up doing it last year because I just didn't I haven't had I haven't had beer on tap, but. Yeah, I am. I'm getting back into the swing. Um, dedicating myself, as we talked about, you know, New Year's brew solutions or whatever. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, I am definitely getting back on the horse with brewing some beer this year. Definitely want to do that. that. To uh, to be determined on how uh, on how nationals is going to work this year. Um, oh, sorry, bug. Uh, in previous years, uh, there were two rounds. So there were maybe 13 or so uh, judging stations around the country. Depending on and where you registered and where you wanted to ship to, you can uh, pick a, a judging center and, and ship your beer there. And the top three beers from each category uh, would then get to go to uh, nationals to be judged again. So if you brewed, you know, an IPA and you took third place, um, you could send your IPA then to nationals and it would compete against 13 times three, uh, 39 or 38 other beers, including your own uh, for a shot at, you know, taking top three. Last year, uh, they just did it in one round. So literally everybody in the country sent their beer to Colorado. Uh, the AHA put all of this beer in a giant refrigerated room that they own in a building somewhere in denver i think and uh they they literally unpacked it uh they didn't fly in but judges flew in from you know around the country to help judge um and and literally each category was you know 150 to 250 beers and uh in the top three were picked out of all of those um so some people liked it that way. Some people liked the previous way. There was a lot of feedback and discussion on it last year uh, to be determined how it works this year. They haven't announced anything. Um, the, um, uh, the the organizer of the NHC, um, his name's escaping me right now. Um, if you're thinking John, he's not the organizer. John, John Moorhead stepped down. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, things may change even more this year uh, it's just it's super up in the air so yeah i, I guess we'll kind of we'll kind of see how it's going um but back to michigan i mentioned the michigan beer cup 
so those are usually uh, due by around the end of July because uh, judging has to take place before the uh, Michigan Homebrew Festival, which is in 219 days. Uh, you guys I figured it out just for you, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many? How many hours? How many hours we got? Uh, I didn't. If you go to the NHC website, you can figure the MHF. Oh, website. You, yeah, MHF website. They actually have a countdown timer. It is uh, mhfsite.org. Um, can we can we get a wiki or like a little widget for that and just put it in the bottom of our stream? We, we every every time. <laughs> I'll, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Um. Yeah, I, I know there's got to be a way you can you can create like graphical overlays and shit. So we'll figure something yeah, out. Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. The uh, uh, the announcements for the competition are always on the Saturday um, of when MHF takes place. Uh, that's going to be August twentieth this year. So by all means, uh, get your shit together, get your time off, worked out, uh, make it out to Michigan Homebrew Festival. Jason calls it beer Christmas. It's literally, if you're a home brewer, it's the best time of the year. Uh, we, we have a, a fresh convert, uh, Tim Wicklin this year. Oh, there he is in chat. So hey, 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 he's, he's, 14 hours and two minutes. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's been talking it up. Uh, he's, he's taken over Jason's spot as, uh, uh, he really is as like the cheerleader of beer. Cheerleader. Camp. I mean, the guy <laughs> went one time and he caught the bug, which I mean, that's, that's what happened to me. So I'm, I was actually, we were at the meeting last night and he was excited about it. And I, I, I told David, I said, I'm glad that I've got, uh, I've got some help now. So spreading the gospel, Tim Wicklin's coming in strong. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> it is, it, it is amazing. Last year, I, I was, I'd say was, as opposed to the previous years, uh, was a little more muted, but I'm looking forward and rightfully so, but I'm looking forward to us getting back into the full swing of things. Oh. Um, it is if if you're a beer lover at all, regardless if you are a home brewer. Uh, I've tasted some of the best beers uh, I've ever had at at the Michigan Homebrew Festival. There, we have a lot of talented, talented brewers here in this state, and that's where they get showcased. Oh yeah. Also, some of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. We, we shouldn't leave that out. We we have you know beers yeah. being roasted in copper pots over open flames. You know fermented in 48 hours and sort of like that just yeah there, there was the 48 hour beer was actually not that bad. was a good beer that was a good there, beer. there was that guy this past year who was in the sense so there's this compound for those of you who are listening who haven't been there there's like this it's an old boy scout camp so right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so there's like this compound in the center where most of the um uh clubs are and there's a fire pit in the middle and there was a guy just brewing a beer out there over a fire using some sort of wood apparatus to like slow drip into a cask. It was the chilling. Um, so yeah, it was a wood, wood fired beer. Um, it was, you know, mashed in, I think overnight, I believe. And then he would, uh, yeah. And he, he would then, um, run the wart off through this wooden channel uh, that cooled it, dripped it. And mm -hmm. so it was, it was the, it was the method of cooling the beer. Um, and then I believe he actually, I might be wrong, but I thought he actually had the yeast ring, like the, the wooden rope with, uh, you know, wood. Chuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then that's what he, you throw in the wart to inoculate it with, uh, 
the yeast that he had collected. Real old world brewing. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really fun to watch. And yeah, Tim says it's the the guy who owns Brewery Becker. So, whose name I don't have right now, but Jason's gonna look it up because I can see his eyes moving oh, to another monitor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good monitor. So, come to MHF, uh, brew good beer. Last year, uh, it was limited to one entry per person. They're hoping to up that uh, again this year. Again, really it's going to so. kind of depend on what COVID does and you know how things work out uh, in that aspect. But um, it was it was cool. Uh, it was very much uh, Siciliano style last year in that you got a medal based off of your score rather than how you placed within a category. So. Um, I, I want to say that more than 80% of the people who entered a beer probably took home a medal, right? I don't have the exact stats, but it was, it was pretty good. It, it was, it was, it was yeah. a good, it was a good chunk. There were a lot of medals. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I haven't talked to Nikki to see if we're going to carry that on again next year. It was kind of cool. Um, I would like to see more entries available and, and open it yeah. back up. We, due to COVID, we limited it to one per person and, um, which is why we, I, I believe they changed the, uh, the award so that, you know, anybody over mm-hmm. certain ranges did, uh, win a medal, but, um, the guy's name is Matt Becker. Uh, yeah. so Go Matt figure. Becker from brewery, Becker, uh, from Brighton. So yeah, he was out there brewing old school, uh, historical beer at, at homebrew fest. It was awesome. You know, that kind of, it kind of run at like, I've been to a run fest once, um, and that was the first thing I thought of when I was there. It's like it'd be kind of cool to have like people just out there like brewing old world style. And then when I saw that guy brewing out there, doing you know doing his thing um, with all these like hand carved tools, basically, I'm like, that's that's kind of cool. It's really awesome. neat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, there he is in the middle of this festival, the yeah, beer festival. Tons of great modern beers all around here, and there he's he's taken all the way back to you know, uh, the initiation, beer initiation or inception, whatever. But yeah, yeah it was really cool. Wish you could have tasted it. Maybe this year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows what happened to that beer? Jason will email him and find out. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Um, but speaking of MHF, uh, there is another competition that happens out there as well. Uh, but this one is not individual. It's homebrew club. Uh, each club is able to, it's, it's called the gang brew competition. And uh, uh, yes, uh, each club is, uh, well, let me, let me back up. Uh, so each year, the organizers of the Mich- it's either the Michigan beer cup or MHF, I, I'm not sure which, but uh, put together a set of rules for this competition uh, that have to be followed uh, for the beer, uh, at least three members from a club have to be present when the beer is brewed and the rules, uh, basically have to be followed, adhered to At one point in time, uh, the, there was a rule where you had to use ingredients from either the first three letters of your, uh, club's name or your club's initials. Uh, so for us, you know, it was either K E E or K O C. And, uh, I think that the beer we ended up bringing out was uh oh man now i can't remember that was you that was in 2019 that was the kettle sour 
that we used cranberries, yeah, oranges, and kiwis. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I believe that was the kettle sour that almost cost me the ability to brew in my house. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah, I came home smelling like literal dog shit because I wasn't, was infected. <laughs> I wasn't there for it, but I remember seeing the videos of you dumping it. It was yeah, bad. yeah. So that um, one, that one was good. They also sometimes uh, give instructions on something special that you have to do to the beer too. Like you either have to uh, do the boil over an open flame, or it has to be brewed with you know like a box of cereal or some other weird shit no like boil that. yeah yeah no no boil at all yeah yeah just things like that so it's um, basically every year the club that wins uh so the first club that started it came up with their instructions uh and then the club that wins gets to actually throw down whatever they want um they can make up the rules they can uh add the special requirements yeah i didn't know yeah. that's kind of cool so it's been you know, because it was new, the first couple of years were pretty much the same because I think the club that won it was just like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll do it again. You know, the same thing. So, um, but then it, since then, it's been changed slightly. So, uh, yeah, whichever club wins it can actually dictate, um, you know, kind of the, the rule. Uh, I think, you know, that's where we got this year, the added rule of um, additionally, aside from the three of the four special ingredient categories you had to use, you also had to um i think it was a be above a certain percentage right yeah something like that that, that was 2019 yeah. i believe that's when you and i judged it right brian they've been it's been similar every year but, but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i just remember when we were out there trying to judge like a lot of these beers were like eight and a half to nine and a half percent because you had to be like above a certain threshold and it was like i don't I don't want to taste 30 beers, <laughs> like <laughs> eight and a half percent, you know, that's, that's a lot. But yeah, you, you know, I think the, the, the restriction around it is, is your club has to come and be represented at homebrew fest, which yeah, um, yeah. is, is awesome. And if you have a club in Michigan, you should be coming to homebrew fest and being represented there. But um, if you are interested in bringing your club to homebrew fest and you're interested in participating in the gang brew, then you should reach out to the MHF on their website and let them know. And we'll make sure that, that you get, or they'll make sure that you get included in the email distributions and the posts. Um, you can also follow them on Facebook. They post it there. Um, but yeah, the, the gang brew rules could change every year for sure. could be totally different. We'll see what it is this year. Um, and speaking of weird ass uh, competitions and ever changing uh, things, uh, I, this is something that I haven't participated in, uh, but it's called the Catalina Wart Mixer. It's only been going on for two years, three years now, something like that. I think it started in like eighteen or nineteen. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna splurt what I can about this this competition and hope that I have everything right. Um, to my knowledge, there's a limited amount of teams that can participate. And by teams, uh, I mean uh, teams of two people. Uh, you basically show up to this competition and you're randomly assigned a partner. And you and that partner then are given grain, hops, yeast, um, or, or maybe you're given like a discount to buy uh, grains and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I, I think, think that's might, what it is. It, it might vary. Um, but uh, then out of a particular set of styles, I think there's eight to ten styles that you can choose from. 
Uh, you then have to create a recipe and brew a beer. And I believe you, you brew it out there, like on the spot. Yeah. Um, so you, you literally put together a recipe with probably a complete stranger, uh, brew your beer out there with ingredients you just purchased using a recipe you just made and then, uh, go home and ferment it and, and hope for the best. And then it, you know, gets judged and the winner, uh, of that competition, I think the winning team, uh, gets a cool mash paddle, uh, or, or gets their name on an existing mash paddle. I can't remember. I know it has something to do with a mash paddle. That's not the same as the, uh, the, um, yeah. the death mash competition, which is not part of this, uh, but maybe I should have included it. Um, I'll, I'll let you talk about that later on. Maybe. Um, I would say that's not one I've heard of, I think. Yeah. Uh, so you, you haven't been to a, you, you weren't at the meeting, but we'll, we'll go over it for you. Um, yeah, that, I'll, I'll run through it. Sure. The, the Catalina warp mixer happens. I, I didn't, I didn't find a date for it. I, I don't know. I think it's somewhere <laughs> in August, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to go and, and look. I didn't, I didn't actually write down a date for that one. It usually happens in the summer. Thanks, um, Tim. It's the, the same thing. Um, they actually do the judging. They, they try to coordinate the judging of the warp mixer to be at Homebrew Fest. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they judge it and award right then and there. Um, so it, it's it's usually you brew uh, the beer. Um, yeah, usually it's in the summer so that it's ready for you to bring to Homebrew Fest and, and have judged. Definitely something I want to do. Um, so I'm going to look into that maybe this year. We'll see. It does sound um, like a hell of a lot of fun. It, I think it, it sounds super fun. It's over on the east side of the state, like all the other fun stuff in the world. But um, Right. I think yeah. last year was the first year I heard about it. And, you know, I had a young kid. I'm not going to be able to escape for a day to go, you know, play with molten grains. <laughs> but it's definitely something that, you know, I would I would love to do um, just because it, sound, it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. And I don't know if you had it on your list. Well, because I don't think I don't know if we're doing it much anymore, but it's very similar to the iron brew that we did here with keepers. And I guess not very similar, but modularly similar to. Yeah, it has it shares some some similarities between that and some similarities between like Big Brew Day. Yeah, yeah. it's just a bunch of people out in a parking lot, you know, making yeah. beer, you know, five or ten gallons at a time. Like, um, um, which year, last year it was okay. held at uh, Cadillac Straits and it was on uh, June. It was the second week of June in the okay. Cadillac Straits. So that's when they got together. They they set up and they did the brewing. That's um, a that's Cadillac, right? That's North. That's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are all over. I mean, uh, I yeah. actually think the host club of this is. I it might even might be Genesee. Um, it's the Genesee Brewers Club. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's that's where it was. Um, you know, the, the brew day was there. Uh, Genesee Brewing puts that on. So it was in early June that they they did the brew day, and then judging was at Camp Agalam at, at Homebrew Fest. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, props for that. Yeah. That's a unique idea. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was over in Detroit, but maybe it's, maybe it's just way up north, so. Not way up north, but yeah, it's got yeah, a couple hours from from where we're where, where we're at. But Cadillac's a wonderful little little town. Yeah. Anytime Andrew and I are heading up towards to Traverse City, we always stop off at Cadillac, either for you know stopping at a brewery, barbecue place, something like that. It's a good 
good stopover, nice little town. Yep. Well, cool. Yeah, uh, be on the lookout for that. Go and follow their Facebook page um, if you are on Facebook. And they post pretty frequently. I think they've re- reposted our show occasionally. Um, nice oh, shit, really? So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the 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 Michigan Homebrew Awards, I think they... Um, Genesee County is flipped. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> ma- the ma- man behind the screen. There we go. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess maybe it is wherever. Um, yeah. Moving off a of beer, um, the next competition in mid-September is actually just for mead. Uh, so the Michigan Mead Cup, uh, which is a really big... Uh, competition in in the mead world um every year they uh they have a category that's just for uh, michigan ingredients as well as like all the standard uh, mead categories um gail who we've had on the show before um, helps organize the event. um so she's she's a big part of that um a lot of mead judges from around the state i think that um I think that we have a lot of judges from KGB that help out with that event. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good show or it's a good event. I think I think that this year was the first year that I entered it. <clears throat> I ended up taking one medal with a in the berry mead category, but yeah, but it's another one. Um, and congrats on that. Yeah, the berry mead one. Um, he's being all humble brag on that one. Yes, <laughs> and other meat competitions. Uh, but th- that is another one. It, it 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 fills up very quickly. I think this year um, it, it was open probably just over twenty four hours. And I, I remember talking to Gail that the year before it was probably less than twenty four hours. So it's a it's a limited competition. It's very sought after. Um, so if, if you're in the mead world, you want to definitely bookmark that one and keep an eye on it because as soon as they post uh, you know, post that it's up and open, they, they, they fill up fast. I, w- I would say if you are into brewing mead at all, even if you're not like I was brand new to it last year, um, it's some of the best feedback I've gotten out of any competition I've entered, like hands down. Um so yeah, if if mead's something you're focused on or something you're interested in, it's it's worth getting the feedback. You know, just you know, if you even if you only got one or two meads, just yeah, throw it in. You know, you'll get you'll definitely get some good feedback. So that happens mid September. Awards are mid October. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I want to get up there for the competition one of these days, even if I'm not judging, because I think you get to, you know, usually there's a little bit extra and you get to sample some of the, some of the good stuff, you know, <laughs> some of, some of the best meads in the state are being sent up there for competition. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if, if that's, well, that's, that's do, not a Michigan only competition though, they have a Michigan only section for it, which is Michigan only ingredients right. or is it, I thought right. it was national. No, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it totally is. But, but you know, within the state, that's 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 where you're gonna have all the all the best meads for sure. I'd, I'd be interested, and this is just because I feel like our state has some really superior uh, brewers in it. I'd be interested to know what the percentages of uh, you know metal metal takers mm. who are natives. I to that competition. 
if you if you go and and look at the awards from last year, um, the Michigan Media Coalition entered a bunch uh, under that club, and there's a lot of members from that club uh, with with medals there, and and I'm sure that there's more Michigan people that are just not part of that club, but um, yeah, there, there's a good chunk of of Michigan Media Coalition folks uh, yeah. that score medals there for that. So, yeah. Uh, I would I would wager it's pretty high. I think it really is like you know it's it's a national competition, but I think I think Michigan's very prideful, you know, of yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of some of their their I think that's why they get competitions and stuff. Yeah, I, I think that it's mostly Michigan people just you know signing yeah. up right when it opens and stuff like that. So. Before we step on to the next one, I actually want to jump back because I saw on your list there was one out of order, and and I actually do have information on it. Oh, uh, please. So Sicilianos is actually going to be uh, opening registration closer to April this year. Um, if Did that you, just happen? No. They're, they're it did, I mean, it happened later last year. Oh, okay. So traditionally, the Sicilianos competition would actually be open now or in the very near future it's oh, okay. usually a very early uh in the year um usually january registration february drop off um and then the awards are they have an awards ceremony uh typically i think around april beginning of may for some reason i feel like it conflicts with uh the kalamazoo marathon or something um but this year if you actually go out to siciliano's um, uh, blog, um, their last blog that they posted just this week, they did say um, they're going to, the competition is coming in April um, and they're going to be teaming up with Trail Point Brewing to sponsor it. Um, so you do, the, the grand prize is $500, but you do also get to brew your beer on a big system somewhere. Oh, so, awesome. Okay. Um, so I, I may be wrong because there's a sentence here and I don't quite understand it. So it may be Trail Point is sponsoring Big Brew Day. I'm not sure. Um, I know in the past uh, the the competition's been, um, you know, kind of sponsored by New Holland, and and the winner's gotten to brew at New Holland too. So I think it moves around. Um, Damn, a great segue here is I'm actually going to email Steve at Sicilianos and see if he wants to come on the show and talk about it here before April. That's a great idea. Yeah. So we haven't. I haven't talked to him at all. I haven't actually emailed him yet. I, I meant to. Um, but here, if anybody knows Steve, let him know. I'm going to be reaching out. Um, and we'll see if we get Sicilianos on. But Sicilianos should be the next competition that's opening. So Sweet. it'll be in April. <clears throat> Anything else to say about that one? Sicilianos? Uh... That one's near and dear to me because that's my first medal I ever won. It's it's it, been a competition I've always wanted to enter, and I just it's haven't. It's it's one entry per person, so it that's is. that's a little unique. And then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they are doing the thing um, like MHF did this year, in that you will get a medal based on the the score of your beer. Uh, so again, with that competition, I would wager you know eighty percent plus of people um, end up with a medal at the end of the day. Sicilianos so. has, has always been that way, though, and that's mm -hmm. uh, is and honestly, <laughs> I think that's why I went so ham on brewing uh, when I got them because I brewed my very first beer, uh, which was a, a, a 
kind of like an amber IPA that I, I created with Trevor uh, Klimek. Um And uh, I, I, I submitted it to Siciliano's just coincidentally. And uh, I think somebody told me to try it or whatever. And, he, and I did it and I won a medal. And I thought, holy shit, my very first year I ever <laughs> brewed, won a medal. I'm a god. Uh, <laughs> and, and I went crazy. Um, and and, and I, I started entering a lot of competitions and a lot of stuff like that. And then learned later that, you know, yeah, everybody that hurts a hits a certain level at Siciliano's will qualify for a bronze, silver, or gold. Um, right. And then they do do a best of show where they pick out, you know, that big winner and I think they're top three or something like that. So, I mean, it's still legit. Um, those competitions are cool. Uh, you know, you're still being held to BJCP standards. Your, your beer is still scoring at that level. Um, it, so it's it's very neat. I've got I got several. I'm trying to count. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six Siciliano medals that I can see. I actually don't have a silver, and that kind of pisses me off. If I recall, this is the Sicilianos is kind of set up like uh, uh, professional homebrew competitions, right? Where they, it, like, like we all said, it's just it's based off of your score rather than. Yeah. I mean, it's the know. same thing. Uh, uh, Glint Cap, which I didn't see on the list either, but Glint Cap may not have dates, um, and it's also cider. But uh, Glint Cap is the largest cider and Perry competition in the country. I missed that one. Yeah, I don't have that on here. Good call. I, so I, I this year. Yeah. So, Those medals are so fucking shiny. pretty. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're super pretty. I was say it looks it looked almost like translucent when you held it up because it's no, fucking it's like shiny a, as shit. It's a mirror. Uh, yeah. But no. Um. So yeah, Glint, but Glint Cap awards at that level. You know, I mean, uh, anybody that hurt, hits certain tiers, you you get your medal. So. I'll look up the dates for Glint Cap really quick, but you can move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honors. Look that up. I think that's usually in the fall. It's usually in the fall, I believe. Yeah, I remember being coldish, but uh, so we just hit Michigan Mead Cup. Um, O'Connor's is the next, which is early to mid September usually. Uh, so O'Connor's is a small homebrew shop in Grand Rapids. Um, they do a BJCP style competition. There's nothing special about it. It is smaller, so sometimes the um, the categories do get combined a little bit more than what you would find at a normal competition. Not not normal, but a, a larger competition, I guess. Um, but uh, out of anybody that I know, Jordan has actually done the best in that competition um, with uh, Cinepug, was it? Or was it just no, a regular it was Oh, was it really? Yeah, oh, it was. Shit. I, thought, yep. I thought you did it with a stout. No, it's so, it actually a reiteration of the uh, beer I brewed for Travis and Sam's wedding. Oh, that's amazing. So, it, you you took what first in the category, and then some something yeah overall, or? yeah. So they they did it a little differently. Um, I took yeah I took first in the category, and it was pale ales and IPAs were combined, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, and then since I took gold there, they went on to do um, like they did. They did like style competition. So you got a medal if you, you know, won your style. Mm -hmm. And then they did a best of show competition. And I ended up taking third best of show, if you will, which, yeah. which I, I yeah. thought was unique. Um, 
but because I, I I felt like you know usually with best of show it's just like hey this is just it you know this is the best of show <laughs> I didn't expect to get like bronze overall I guess is what it would have been but it depends on the competition yeah I I I took a second best in show in a competition in in 2021 and they still gave me a medal for it you know that's a yeah. medal like, like what you got so yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't even know until I went to go pick up. Like, cause they did. So if I recall, I haven't entered in a couple of years, but they gave you like a swag bag and, and, and some medals. Um, so it was like, I think I got, you know, each bag that I had, had like a hat, uh, like a mash paddle, like 10 pounds of malt, wow. uh, maybe a few yeast packets, you know, some other swag and whatnot in there. Um, so it was, it was kind of nice. You know, made was, the fee entry back, yeah, yeah. It very, yeah, at very least, you definitely, definitely got more back uh, in it than that. And uh, those were my first medals, so oh, that was, oh yeah, dude. Awesome. you know, that's that was definitely gave me a whole, gave me a whole kick. And then later that same year is when I took, uh, you know, a, a gold and uh, Michigan for, home. That was for the stout, right? Yeah, Irish that stout was that, or yep. something. Yeah, yeah, Irish yeah stout, awesome. Yep. I was Which Jason? That makes sense. I don't know if I would have got that if. Uh... <laughs> you know what? Regardless of that, uh, <laughs> I got to hand you your first gold medal. So I am happy for that, man. That, Thank you. That, that always stands out. I appreciate being able to second, do that. Second gold yeah. medal. What's that? Yeah, second second gold medal. Was it? Was it second I or did he, he get? He said he said he took gold at Ed O'Connor's, right? Oh, was it a gold at O'Connor's before that? I I'm, look, I'm looking right now. Uh, right. <laughs> I've, got a, I've only got three, so this isn't going to take care of style. Yeah, style winner, and then, and then yeah, my gold. So I've only, I've only got three medals. So that's first it. MHF medal. Yes. Yep. More, more to come this year. So definitely targeting in. I'm going to do a breaking news here. Nope. Uh, Glencap registration is technically open. Uh, oh, my God, really? Wait, yeah. what? Uh, it looks like early registration closes on February 28th with main registration closing on April 15th, and the award ceremony will be on May 20th. So yeah. okay. Uh, if you've got a cider or perry. Uh, Glencap? I thought that shit was in the fall. You know, I think they moved it because of COVID, and normally it should be earlier. So... They've already got it. You can actually log into their Eventbrite site and buy tickets to their award ceremony on May 20th. Huh. Oh, okay. wow. I've, hey, I've got ciders. Yeah, I think so, I have a few ciders, so I'll have, I found to, out I'm I'll have to enter those in. <laughs> so, yeah, um, go check that out. I will say it's it's for a, a non-commercial division, so for a home brewer, um, it's the second most expensive um, competition I think I've ever entered, with NHC last year being the most. So, yeah. How much are how much are these entries? They're twenty bucks a piece uh, for, for homebrewers. For homebrewer. Wow. wow. Okay. And uh, you do have to drop your beer out. Well, you can ship your beer to I believe Vandermill's accepting, or you uh, you can actually take it up there and drop it off. I would highly recommend dropping it off because you meet some crazy ass cool people. Um, uh, and before we get into that. <laughs> As far as dropping it off goes, double check with Vandermill to see when they're accepting exactly. drop-offs yeah. because we almost fucked ourselves last year by just going up there on a random date, 
and it just so happened that they were only accepting them on like Thursdays from three to six last year or something like weird. wow so, yeah That's yeah interesting but uh if, if anybody wants to do a, a drop off with us let us know and maybe we can organize like a, a oh, mini yeah. grand rapids bar crawl or something like that um so this year brian i would really like you to enter your parry the same one i don't know if i have it i don't think i have enough oh you got I'll have to you, go look you only need a couple of bottles if you've got it because remember our difference last year was i went i entered so brian and i brewed with the same juice at the same time with i mean pretty much it was the same everything i entered yeah. my period as traditional and brian you entered yours as modern, modern. and Mine got silver and his got bronze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's all right. I want you to enter it if you have it. I want you. Enter, I want you to enter it as, tradi as traditional and see if it changes. I'll have to. I'll do some. I'll go dig tonight right. and see what is I that, have. Is that this year's Perry? No, this was, this was actually, it wasn't even last year's Perry. It was like 2020. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I used all my pear juice this year for a quote unquote sizer. So. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. Would have Thanks. loved to have some pear juice this year, but nope. Yeah. So I mean, funny thing though, I don't think there was much pear juice this year. And I read this, I read this article earlier this year, blew my mind about pears. I forget the name of the word, but pears <clears> basically <throat> have heavy fruit ears and light fruit ears, and they rotate. Yeah. 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 Only fruit every <clears throat> other year. Um, and so last year or this year would have this past year would have been a lighter year because he had so much juice left over from the previous year. It's just crazy. Um, well, maybe we'll get more pear juice this year. I'm hoping so. If that, if that's the case, I'm spending like 200 bucks on just pear juice. <laughs> like, I I got I think I think Houston put out like a hundred gallons this year or or something like that, and I literally had to go into their store and ask for it, and they didn't even do it in bulk. A guy walked out with like five one gallon jugs for me so wow uh, yeah i had to buy it by the jug this year i would say that that parry that i made i think is probably one of the best ciders or parries that i've ever made it's just if you still have just, some after the show tonight hook it yeah, up yeah don't drink it um save it for going cap oh no it's gone oh no, no. <laughs> i i forgot i forgot what like there was I, I went through a period where all I was I was the only time I was drinking was on show here and I kind of forgot what where my taps were. So I kind of went back like after I had stopped that little cleanse or whatever, and I was like just trying some taps. I was like, oh, this is really good fucking cider. And I just started drinking on it. And just like after a while, I was like, I got a parry on tap. I forgot about that. Like, what which one is it? And I started just like this is definitely the parry. And as I was like pulling a sample, it blew. No, I was no. Like, oh no! It's actually, I have my notes. I know what I did. So. Perfect. Yeah, I actually brewed that Perry uh, when Brian and I brewed the Perry in 2020. Uh, didn't particularly care for it. Didn't didn't think it was worth shit. Uh, got pissed off and chucked it in the corner of my brew room. Uh, <laughs> and a year and a half later, or whatever. I like tripped over the keg or no, Brian was over and we were tasting all of the shit in my basement. I think. Yeah, that's what it was. Just yeah. randomly tapping kegs. And it's like, holy shit, here's a full keg of Perry and it tasted better. Um, and so that's what I wound up entering is that traditional. And, 
I think I've only pulled like six or eight bottles off of it. And I, I, oh shit! Even okay. after uh, after the the glint cap stuff, I I took it back off tap and put it back in the corner where it was. That, that's yeah. that's the dream, oh, right? No, I, to, took it, to... I took it to Homebrew Fest, and then I brought, uh, but I still have half a keg. Okay, yeah. okay. So uh, like uh, with my ciders and Perry's, if you, I'm like. Not only do I need a, a fermentation chamber, but I've noticed that like I kind of feel like I just need a cold storage area mm -hmm. too, like a lagering fridge or something. Yeah, because I've noticed with my, you know, with any, anything fruit based, primarily, I mean, any of the meads that I, you know, the I guess the one mead that I have that has fruit on it right now, any of my ciders, the Perry that I made, like if it sits in cold storage for a while, like it it gets pretty damn good. It might, it may taste pretty flawed up front, but you let that shit sit and it turns out pretty damn good. Hmm. <clears throat> I actually have a uh, out in the garage. Now that I know Glint caps going on, I'm going to go check this out because I had some wild cider dropped off last fall and it took off before I could do anything with it. You just let it sit. I just let I it go. <laughs> it, just, it just fermented in my garage. And then when it got cold, I just let it sit out there. So it's actually been like cold crashing since December in my garage. You probably have like ice cider out there. I might. I'm, I'm tempted. I'm going to go pull a sample yeah. off of it and see what see what it tastes like. God damn. I'm, I'm tempted to tell you, you should just go grab a sample now and let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get the live, the live taste. <laughs> you know where, you know where it is, Jason? You're going to do it? I do. Go do you know, it. I, I need to grab another beer. I will go grab a quick taste of it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Talk about Bell's, uh, Bell's homebrew competition. In, so. in the meantime, yeah, we'll, we'll go into the Bell's homebrew competition. So. Uh, in the spirit of all the crazy ass random non-standard competitions um, that we do in the state, Bells, uh, of course, does get another one. Um, Bells has been big into the homebrewing scene, obviously, because Larry Bell was you know, um, very, very big into keeping the homebrew roots within Kalamazoo and stuff like that. And so I, I don't know. God, I'd have to look. I don't know what... Um, what homebrew competition we're on this year. I think it's like the 15th annual or something like that. It's probably even more. I don't, I don't remember, but um, that is going to be coming up um, in mid July, probably as far as registration goes uh, with the warp pickup being at the end of July. So what I mean by the warp pickup is uh, the bells homebrew competition hooks you up with five gallons of uh, all two row wart, basically. Usually it's all Michigan malt. Uh, the original gravity is like somewhere in the 1050 to 1060 range. They tell you on the day of the wart pickup. Uh, but your job, should you choose to accept it when you get the wart, is to take that wart and make whatever the fuck kind of beer you want out of it. Uh, you can make an IPA, you can make a Scottish ale, you can kettle sour it. Um, you can try to do like, you know, some sort of crazy like check logger with it, you, whatever you want to do. It's a little limited now because they, at least last year, they kind of bumped up the, uh, the time frame to submit. So doing a logger might be a little difficult. They did. You'd have to push it. Maybe you can do like a, like a Lutra pseudo logger or something. Yeah. There uh, you go. Yeah. 
get so, weird with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as the beer is good, this is a uh, totally hedonistic competition. Excuse me as well. So it's not BJCP. <coughs> it's judged by primarily Bell's employees. Um, Although he is trying to interject some BJCP esque styles into her. So, so Ian's been doing a lot of training. And, yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're really pushing sister uh, own certifications in the, the general store. Last I knew, um, and and I've I've seen Ian teaching you know tasting classes out there and stuff before to employees. So great, guy. totally He's awesome. Been on the show a few times. What, yes, once or twice. Uh, at least once when we did the introduction for the homebrew let's, competition. Let's get him on again year, this year. We will. Well, as long yeah. as he's he's down with it. But yeah, right, right. Force. Can't twist his arm. <laughs> but yeah, you you take Bell's Wart, uh, which they give you totally for free. Uh, you go and make whatever kind of beer you want out of it. Uh, last year, pickup was at the end of July, and the bottles were due early September. So you literally had about four to five weeks to turn around a beer, which for normal beers is okay. But if you're doing anything super crazy, you might have to, you know, yeah, you big, have to work big with stouts and lagers yeah. might be a little yeah. hard. <clears throat> um, yeah. But then the, the winners were announced at the Bell's Homebrew Expo uh, mid-September, uh, which for any longtime watchers of the show, we uh, aired, you know, gosh, I guess that was only four months ago, but um Jesus, yeah, it feels like I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a super cool combo or uh competition. If you win, uh, they fly you out to uh the World Expo of Beer. No, what, what the Great hell is it called? What am I thinking of? Great yeah. American Beer Festival. Yep. Thank you, GABF in in Denver. Um, they brew your beer on their system. They bring that beer out to have as part of the gabf competition i think it's the pro-am the pro-am the, yeah the, the pro-am yeah. um so all sorts of cool stuff um you win great prizes now, even if you just are a runner-up or you know take second or third there's yeah. usually some sort of gift cards or grain or something like that that you and can actually as of this year they've got official first second and third place medals so yeah yeah yep. uh, getting a bell's homebrew competition medal is like super unique right it's it's yeah. one of those things that that uh, nobody else is going to be able to have which is super cool on its own um the day of the announcements uh they also do a huge raffle yeah so even if you don't enter the competition you just want to show up for the, you know, the, um, the homebrew expo. They uh, often have, uh, I think every year I've been there, uh, Cold Break, is that the name of the company? Auctions off like a, a jockey box, not auctions, yeah. they give away a jockey yeah. box, yep. uh, like a two-tap jockey box, which is a couple hundred dollars, you know, worth of prizes. Uh, this past year was Cortex, wasn't it? Oh my God, maybe. It was insane. It was there, yeah. Um, I, I remember there be, or maybe that was a Yeti cooler. I was thinking of there was a there was some big ass cooler was, that was on there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just a good time, and yep, so, sure. I will say yeah. um, before before we get into Jason's cider tasting yeah, there, yeah. Uh, that if you're <laughs> you your if you're if you're thinking about getting into home brewing or you're not into home brewing or you're just dabbling into it right now, the Bell's homebrew competition, can you make it up there is a great way to get into Thank it. Yeah. That's how I started. 
Brian, I'm pretty sure that's how you started. Yep. Jason, yep. sounds like you got into it someplace else. But I know, you know, an overflowing handful of brewers that, uh, you know, their first entry into the world of beer making uh, or home brewing was the Bell's Homebrew Competition. I mean, it's su- super low entry cost. You don't, you know, you can you can take the work. Just add some hops and some yeast, which mm-hmm. is going to cost you like five bucks, yeah. as long as you have the equipment, and then you got yourself a batch batch of beer, you know. So yeah. bottles you know, when you need, case caps are yeah dollars. In the end, you can you can get yourself two cases of beer for twenty five bucks or less, probably. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. and all the experience, whether it's something you're interested in. Yep. Yep. All right, Jason, you got your you got yourself a I, I, a I glass. Did. I went. Uh, I went and pulled the sample. It's a little um, murky. Uh, I can't. I can't decide if it smells like wild, fun, funkiness or um, chemicals. Um, so it could be both. Here goes. Are we going to see Jason vomit back into his glass live on air? <laughs> no, it definitely went. It definitely went sourish. Hmm. Um, oh, that's not bad. There's some there's some lacto firm in there. there. It's it's dried out a little bit. I think if I did this, I would try to stabilize and sweeten. I would say maybe some Brett characteristics uh, too. It's got that at the end that uh, like kind of dry tick of, of a Brett. Barney a little bit leathery. Yeah. Yeah. You know that honestly, I've always been very curious about doing a, a cider with a little bit of Brett because I feel like I, I'm personally I'm not a huge fan of Brett and beer, but I feel like the flavors that Brett imparts could actually go pretty well with a cider. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm looking up what what where I would put this. Um, yeah, I don't know if there is like a natural ferment category, is there? I don't know. Natural, there is natural cider. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, natural would probably be good. I don't know if like farmhouse is a thing. Is that like? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading. I, I uh, it's uh, overall impression says dry, fresh with lively acidity. So lively acidity i feel like we need to take that description and put it into a couple beer categories and just open them up a little bit so it actually <laughs> says uh ciders are unfiltered so cloudiness is normal well, yeah oh, no shit go. okay uh what's i learned the term the other day about that what's it called scrumpy i think it is in in the uk really this is what it's called yeah it's like unfinished the, the color? Or, or just the style no, it's like it's like dry and cloudy. It's it's kind of scrumpy is like an a kind of huh. unfinished cider, and that's what I found. Like uh, at least um, the little I was actually reading about this last night, and my my brain is not working. But I want to say it's like the west side of like England where that's kind of popular. Okay, but I don't know. I don't know if Dave Jones is anywhere around here, but. I don't know. This actually fits into this category. I mean, talks about taste profile being acidic and tangy, citric with lemony, 
are citric or lemony with little to no astringency or bitterness with a um, pleasant, scratchy, and tickly throat <laughs> due to acetic acid. <laughs> uh, basically, this thing is fucked up. Um, yeah, I might just, I'm, it, like, no carbonation. Uh, oh, it's still? Like, that's that's the style? Is the serve it still? Light, light. Yeah, still the light. It looks like wow. interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. We yeah, made. Was... Uh, we, we made. Was it who, who made sour cider with me last time? Was it you, Jason? Dumped it out. Yeah, I have a six pack still. That stuff is shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I was oh, just I bring one up on to a keepers meeting. I don't think I've ever done that. I'll have to pull one out for the next meeting. I was looking at uh, looking it up on Wikipedia. So scrumpy. Again, I don't know how I got to this point, but uh, when I was uh, reading about ciders last night, a uh, type of cider originating from West England. Uh, um, traditionally, the dialect term was used to f uh, refer to what's called a rough or harsh cider. Sounds like what you're drinking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of like... I don't know. I came across it and I was like, I've never heard that term. I think it was in a forum where I was reading where somebody had mentioned scrumpy ciders. And I was like, I don't <laughs> scrumpy is just a fun word, but now somebody I around here is. makes one that has the word scrumpy in its name. And I can't remember who it is. It's, uh, it's, it's either JK or it's uh cause it's called old scrumpy. Right. I think, is that, is that right? Yeah, I, I feel like it's JK, but it could be, um, JK. JK. My initials. Yes, uh, J oh. JK. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that, but. JK Ciders. You never heard JK Ciders? Oh, man, they're great. I was yeah. trying to look up styles when I found that. And I was just, I like, a few websites I found only found like four or five different, like, uh, styles here on, you know, stateside. So I was like, eh, interesting. No, so it's not it's not a JK, at least not that I can I can see. Um yeah, let me do this. Share. Yeah, I love somewhere around here does. I've I've heard that word before and I don't it's gotta be because of that. So this is this is JK Cider out of Michigan. Uh JK's farmhouse ciders. Um they make some great great stuff. And they also they do, do a pawpaw cider, which is awesome. Um, oh, that's and like from the pawpaw fruit. Yeah, mm. that's awesome. Now I want to try it. And then they have these switchels, which uh, switchel I'd have to Google it, but it's basically it's a fruit juice cider or a mixed juice cider. Um, and it's I think there's very low carbonation in a switchel. Um, but these are all awesome. I've had I've had all I have not had the cayenne. I've had these three. Can you uh, buy those around here? Yeah, they're distributed by. Um, they were distributed by Imperial Beverage. I have hmm. not seen any of these, man. Yeah, yeah. I definitely got to try. And I, you know, on the carbonation, Brian, I, I know you're probably on the opposite end, but I, I feel like the further I get into ciders uh, and and meads for that aspect, um, the more I like them. Still, okay. Like I just maybe maybe just a little bit. Uh, oh, see, there it is. I was going to say, I, I, JK I Scrumpy. Yeah. I searched oh, it. Oh, yeah. That sounds so familiar. It was JK Scrumpy Cider by JK. So is I there, thought it was. There, I swear there, I had it before. 
Click on some of those pictures. I want to see what it looks like. We're getting, you know, we're derailing here. But... <laughs> they, yeah, they, I've seen that bottle before. They traditionally actually sell these. Like the, every one I've had has been in the short. Old that I have bottle. not seen. Yeah. In fact, I've got some. I've got some of these in the like the old nineteen forties laudanum yep. bottles. Yep. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have Scrumpy uh, downstairs, but I know I have. I have some other varieties, but that's why they're that's why they're reviewed so well. Is they're just reusing the old uh, <laughs> laudanum bottles. Laudanum bottles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no rinse. <laughs> but yeah, so, so check Ed's this out. character. JK Cider out of Flushing, Michigan. It's very good. Really good stuff. So anyway, where are we on the competition list? Three more. Uh two yeah. more. Two more. Oh, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna add one that you forgot. So. Oh my god. See, good. I'm glad you're calling me. I was gonna say there's there's one more that I, I know of you forgot. I want to see if it's if it's what Jason's thinking. I'm watching the uh Okay. Go for it. Go for it. We'll go into it. What the one I the one I was thinking of? Yeah, whoever. Yeah. Hold All on, right, Jason. Go, go to go, go to the chat. Go to the chat, Jordan. Is it this one? Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, wait. Where is this private chat? Oh, wait. Which chat oh, are you on? Private. No, nobody. No, we can't talk about that one because that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Well, that's that, okay. Well, all right. All right. We'll Had talk BJCP about judges. You got right, the. You got, right. I'm sorry. You got the club cup on this list, and you're not going to mention. You know what? You're right. Exactly. Right. That was you're exactly right. my thought. So I'm going to another beer. The next, you know, uh, open, I guess, competition uh, is Storm Colored Bruins uh, homebrew competition, uh, which they do usually during Frankfurt Beer Week every yep. year, uh, which is in the fall. Uh, so sometime early October-ish. Um, do you remember a lot of the details behind it? I think it's it's not BJCP. It's pretty much open to any style. As far as I understand, yeah, um, it, it's actually I, I would actually say that it's changed in years past because I want to say one year they wanted they specifically asked for fall pumpkin beers, uh, and I think an, another previous year they did ask for Belgian. Stormcloud is traditionally a Belgian mm -hmm. uh, brewing best uh, best Belgian beer in Michigan. Yeah, in my but opinion. this year I think it was just a whatever. It was your best beer because I, I know I know guys entered IPAs. In fact, I think an IPA won. Brandon um, took second with something. Yeah. Uh, but it, so <laughs> it, it really it varies year to year. Um, check them out on Facebook. They announce it. It's a cool little competition. You get to uh, you get to go up there and brew with them, um, brew, brew your beer on their system, which is they're super cool. They've been on the show before. Um, really nice guys. Um, and, and yeah, I think there's some other little swag pack to go along with it. But um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, if you win, Frankfurt. you get to go brew in the system. Did you just say that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Frankfurt's just one of the cooler little towns in, up north, man. Super fun to go hang out with those guys. Where, where, where are we at? We're talking about Storm Cloud. Oh, Storm Cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess their brewery over near the shore there is like absolutely gorgeous too. I, I have yet to to be to it, but here's a here it has a beautiful view. Um, right down the street from the beach and the lighthouse yeah. and, uh you know the brewery itself it's nice it's quiet or it's small and it's right in like this little idyllic downtown main street setting but you're yeah you're a block and a half from well that's one of the two they have two the production facility is farther um away from lake michigan uh and there hmm. is a there is a tap room there now 
I don't know if it's open with COVID. Um, but basically, when you're when you're driving into Frankfurt, uh, the town starts probably like five miles away from Lake Michigan, um, and you're going to pass the production facility up there um, with the new tap room. And then when you get right down into downtown, same road, just keep going. Uh, you'll hit the uh, the actual brewery with their little um, you know kind of beer garden off to the side, and that's that's a block and a half from Lake Michigan the Lighthouse, and a, a really pretty beach. Um, I'm gonna pop in and chat real quick and just this was I think that Alyssa's was for the the Bell's Homebrew competition. They, as far as I know, they're gonna they're gonna keep that going even with the buyout. So uh, oh. you you and Chase should definitely oh. brew some beer with us this year. Yes, they should. Uh, I know Chase. Chase's Chase brew. all the equipment. Yeah, I know. I know he bought some the last time. I think it was a couple years ago for the homebrew competition i think we, yep. we brewed over at mike's house or something so pretty sure i gave yeah, him one, of my, one of my burners so the last two on the list are i, I see one are, are well there, there's the private chat that you uh, and jason just right. just had oh okay we didn't cover that sorry yeah you <laughs> can save yeah, the best good. for last the yeah. Uh, the club cup happens, um, December in most years. I don't know if it happened this year. Um, and, and I, I feel bad saying this because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, homebrew clubs that have their own competition. So maybe it shouldn't even be on the list, but, um, the, the club cup is a, uh, homebrew competition, brew your own, your brew, your best beer competition for the club, uh, club here in Kalamazoo, the Kalamazoo libation of brewers. Um, club started must by be a Larry member, Bell, right? Yeah, it was started by Larry Bell, and yeah. it was uh, hosted at Bell's for the longest time. So, January nineteenth. Oh, okay. Thanks, Gerald. So, it is happening this year, just a, a little bit belated. So, you must be a club member uh, in order to register for it and put in your beer for it. Um, but it is one of Kalamazoo's. I don't know. I don't want to call it prestigious, but it's it's a uh, a long time going uh um, yep. you know, competition going work. yeah and, and and speaking of again you you didn't get medals for it jordan but you took <laughs> second and third one year didn't you in the yeah, same year yeah, i did right yes did you know that jason <laughs> no, i didn't i didn't know that you did it in the same year no that's cool yeah yep yeah yeah i oh shit i'm trying to remember what i submitted so I want to say the one that took second was uh, one of my original iterations of what eventually became the Pug Stout, um, and I want—I have to—I still have the paperwork somewhere, the judging sheets. I want to say the um, the one that took third. I want to say it was a Scotch ale, but I don't recall brewing those so early. Um, but yeah, yeah, it took took second and third in that in that competition uh, in the same year. Uh, that was actually the very first competition that I had ever been recognized uh, as nice. in, in winning anything. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was like your first or second year brewing too, though, wasn't it? I feel like it was really early. Yeah, it was. Yeah, in, in, in probably second or third career. year. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was definitely. Um, because I think my first year brewing, I wasn't in club. 
I was just kind of, you know, going around brewing beers without base malt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Didn't know what I was doing, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like, say, yeah, second or third year brewing. Um, Wait, wait. But yeah. Wait, wait. What do you mean? Oh, wait, what, what, what do I mean? Yeah. So the very first time, so I have a tendency when I, when I want to do something, I just don't do research and just jump in whole hog and see what I fuck up. (laughs) And yeah. So the first, first couple iterations of brewing uh, all grain, um, mind you, this was while I was like still following recipes and like buying recipe kits. Yeah. Yeah. Kits are awesome. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and what I, so I, just decided to try making my own couple recipes and I've got one beer in mind that I can think of. And maybe I only only did it once. Um, But yeah, I didn't use any base malts in it. It was all specialty grains and it it really turned out like like all caramel malts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was like caramel, caramel malts and like honey malt and like dark malts. It was like a, deep amber color so it was just it wasn't that sweet as shit yeah <laughs> yeah it just was or maybe wasn't. maybe not because because <laughs> none of the starches converted maybe right? yeah In the mash or something i yeah. i, I want to say it was like super like dry and astringent um, yeah okay but that's that's why I say <laughs> it's, it's one of my it's we all had like brian you you had talked about and you're up over here uh, you had talked about your chocolate banana beer. Oh yeah, is oh, yeah. The one that like sticks out in your mind, and that's the one that sticks out in my mind. It's just <laughs> this kind of like don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Uh, but anyways, yes. So early on in my career, after I had learned some lessons, more than likely, uh, yeah, took took second and third. Uh, right. But I will say, the person who took first that year is another member of keepers of craft uh and that is bill bill blakesley uh this is before i actually knew bill you um, guys he medaled that year i'm pretty sure he was the huh. one who medal no he took gold that year I'm, that's I'm so pretty funny. sure yeah no shit that's cool yep. um pretty sure i mean maybe i don't know if he's watching at all maybe not but you know we can we can verify that later and <laughs> maybe issue an amendment to the show, but I'm pretty sure he's the one. Yeah. And then that's where, um, you know, I'd met, you know, being in clubs where I met David and, yeah. you know, a few other of the, you know, keepers who first started up our, our nice little homebrew group. I think I showed up because Chris gave me a sticker while I was waiting in line for, a warp pickup at the Bell's Homebrew competition. I, re- I remember <laughs> that. I probably still have the sticker somewhere. <laughs> it, was, it was when One Well was first opening up. Yeah. And I, think, I think he wanted to start a homebrew club and he talked to us about it a little bit or something. <laughs> that is, that is, I guess, something to bring up and maybe um, back onto the Bell's Homebrew competition. But Brian and I, as well as a few uh, other homebrewers that uh, we know, for what was it was it five six years in a row at least five four five yeah, yeah. we were we were the first ones in line we'd we'd, we'd get there uh, i can't really say what time we got there because it varied year by year but it was easily <laughs> six or seven yeah six uh, or seven a.m uh to line up at, at bells to 
uh, get in line for the Bell's homebrew competition. And that's those days are done. They've changed. They the way are. That it works now. <laughs> it's on uh, online, online uh, registration times and stuff like yeah. that. They're, they've moved into the future, but the will I, I hold I, I hold a little bit of pride there though because I remember hearing some <laughs> of the um, uh, eccentric cafe not the eccentric cafe the uh, Bell's uh, homebrew store uh, employees talking about it a couple of years uh, ago before we got in line they're like you know some people get there at like six a.m. I'm like <laughs> I know <laughs> I know they do. <laughs> I was gonna say I always showed up at like eight thirty nine a.m. and I was I, I th- the few years that I did it I think I was, we were like eight or nine people behind you guys like yeah yeah but you weren't first you weren't yeah we weren't. <laughs> so you guys had to be lonely there for quite a while because I I remember like hanging out with David Jones and um, you know being you a know, little bit back. At, at the at the beginning it was uh, each of us and our spouses. So there, there would be like 10, 12 of us that all got there within the yep. first, you know, half an hour and we'd bring donuts and coffee and games and chairs. Yeah. And it was, uh, just, it was it cold was as shit, time. but it, but it was actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, we'd get in the way of the people driving the forklifts. It was a great time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're the reason why they changed it. <laughs> 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 yeah, They weren't super happy about that, but no, that was only in the later years, but well, yeah. then. Yeah, and yeah. that leads us to the the most prestigious oh boy. Of, of all awards and calendars. All of them, all of them, which is the Keepers Cup. Again, you, uh, it does require that you be a member of Keepers of Craft. Uh, it's a competition. Beer is typically dropped off in November, judged in early December, uh, and announced uh, at, at the December uh, Keepers meeting slash holiday party. Uh, you get an amazing trophy. Um, probably one of the best trophies I've ever ever seen. Uh, definitely the best one you've ever made. You know, definitely just, the best trophy I've ever made. Absolutely. I'm surprised that the guy, the only guy on screen right now that's wearing the keeper's hat, is the one who left it off the list. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm throwing I deserve my punishment. To call Love out you, Cup and not Keeper's Cup. And he even wrote on the list, like, oh, you got to be a member. Well, of course you got to be a member for Keeper's Cup. Um, so let's do this. We've got uh, this year. Uh, so we, we're, we're in our third year. Um, uh, and Tim Wickland, uh, our, 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 our VP at Keeper's, uh, won this year. Last year it was won by Jason Glatt. So here we've got Tim Wickland getting that amazing – uh, look, look at that! Look at that metal! Look at that pot! So, uh, yeah. the cauldron, the cauldron, yep, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you can see Tim won this year with a Flanders Red, uh, Ned Red uh, was the name of it. Uh, just a great beer. Uh, last year was won by uh, Jason Glatz uh, with his, uh, I believe it was an oatmeal brown porter. Um, but whatever, yeah, that's the best one. You could take that trophy home for the year uh you get your name added to it so joint keepers uh come out and brew some cool ass beer the uh the fee to join our club is 15 dollars for a year um if you live in the kalamazoo area you get a 10 percent discount off of homebrew supplies from bells and uh, south county homebrew supply so it, it pays back for itself um 
pretty easily. easily. You, if you're an AHA member, you get those same discounts. But even so, you'll you'll still probably get all of your 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 stuff paid back and in, in uh, quickness. Yeah, but yeah, if you if you um, hear of any other competitions, uh, post them on our site or on Facebook. Leave us a note or in the comments on one of these videos. Um, we're constantly kind of keeping an eye out on that. And that that was just focused on the Michigan competition. Of course, keep your eye out for uh, you know nationals, and then you can go to uh, I think bjcp.org slash competitions to get a list of of official competitions around the world. Um, some you can enter into. So we'll get that posted out there too. I'll find it in a second. And the uh, I think the link is is it's on like the BJCP's website now. I went to look for it on the AHA website earlier, and they were like, you know, it's not currently available. Go look on the BJCP's website. So. Uh, but you can filter by state and stuff. Um, even if not, um, even if you don't want to filter by state and stuff, there is a competitive homebrewing Facebook page. If you are um, part of Facebook, the community there is pretty active. Um, the admins try to post competitions that are happening, you know, across the U.S. pretty frequently. Um, that's good to know. I'm not in that group. I will have to have to join. You should. Um, and, and there's there's discussions on, you know, techniques for brewing, techniques for packaging, techniques for bottling for competitions. Uh, you know, attaching labels, uh, just just all sorts of um, wonderful feedback, and it's a very supportive community. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, congratulations going on and, you know, this and that and recipe sharing and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good community in general. The homebrew community is just really, really good. I, I, I call it, it's, it's, the, it's one of the only very good communities, uh, in my opinion, as far as like the whole beer community scene goes, there's a lot of, um, not so great weird communities you know if you're just if you're just talking beer in general like people trying to scalp beers you know for 500 dollars and stuff like that yeah um, but, yeah but yeah i would say brewing overall in general i think last last week we had a, and, yeah yeah we had a we had somebody who asked about um during a recap he was one of our twitch followers um about how uh you know like macro brews try to roll over Mm -hmm. uh, microbrews and I was like I don't I don't really see that happening very much I mean maybe maybe occasionally but more or less I see them trying to partner and bolster the brand than anything else um, the, the issue are the bigger breweries buying up dedicated space in grocery stores um, yeah, it, yeah. That, that, the, the, the biggest issue there uh, as far as distribution from a microbrewery standpoint is, is that uh, there's only so much shelf space that you have. And, and if you are a, a brewery buying up smaller breweries like Goose Island or I guess Bells or something like that, if you start owning all these other breweries, you start being able to buy all the shelf space and then your competitors basically have nowhere to sell their beer because there's literally no room for it. Yeah. So I have opinions on that, but I don't know if I should, I should air them. Oh, yeah, well, fucking go for it. It's our show, man. 
I feel like I feel like that's kind of uh, you know the problem with uh, the I guess the middleman mentality. You know, it's like it, for people who don't know, like a brewery, generally speaking, can't sell their stuff directly to a store. Like they have to go through a distributor and those distributors then move things out to the market, if you will. Um, and maybe not, maybe I'm completely misguided in that thought, but I feel like really, removing that middleman would. It depends on state to state. Every state has their own different uh, or different liquor laws. And that's the way it was for quite a while in Michigan. Um, did they, they did change, change that? It. They have changed it to allow um, certain breweries at certain size and certain points to self-distribute. Um, but it's still difficult to uh, one to then manage okay. the distribution of your own own stuff. You know, you got to have a truck and a guy, and yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And then two, you know, you've got the stores still have to kind of allow that space. And you know, when you're a big uh, when you're a big chain store, especially, you know, it's easier for them to work with uh, you know the the, the the distributors, you know, because distributors come in and stock and they they clean up the shelves and they yep. They got the move pricing, and they, yep. you know, they, they hand you a report that you scan into your system, and it's all done. So it doesn't. It's not easy uh, for the, the 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 smaller guy to self distribute, but it is getting easier in Michigan to do that. Um, That's good. Good. Uh, but, we're, but, we're still one of the states with the smallest self distribution uh, yeah. barrel limit in the U.S. I think, though. Oh, you yeah. mean lowest, like lowest production. No, like the limit, like you the have limit. to, I think before if you, you can brew, self-distribute or before you can stop self-distributing. You know. Yeah. If you brew over some stupid number, like 250 barrels then you have to use. Oh, it's, it's way higher than that. But. Well, I, I was, but at some point I don't, I don't know what it is now, but it's just, it's still a stupid low number. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. This article I'm looking at was 1000 barrels um, in 2020. I, I know we, we had some legislature passed sometime recently i don't know if this is after it no it's it's like, it might, it might be 2000 now but the the legislature that that um gave us the ability to do like the uh the drinking districts yep um changed the, the barrel limit too yeah it was part of that so <clears throat> oh interesting okay hmm. but yeah, I mean, Michigan's. We, we, we still have. I still stand by my comment from last week. It's community, you know, and, and community can support. Oh, 100%. Uh, really. And uh, you know, if you don't have a good community, you don't have a good, uh, you know, support system locally. You're going to fail. Um, they, they make way more money locally than you know distributing anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, I think the, the 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 bigger breweries that are that are, you know. The, the macros that are going after and eating up the smaller micros, um, you know, those are micros that hit a, a certain size and, and, you know, or, or are in a certain market. Like I don't see it happening a whole ton, you know, I mean, for a while there, I felt like it was, you know, like back when you had the whole, what was it like cigar city and Oscar blues and uh parent, you know, kind of combination buyout uh, the same thing you had ABM Bev, you know, Picking up what, um, Wicked Leaf and uh, Wicked Weed or Wicked, Wicked Weed, Weed, sorry, yeah, yeah. Wicked Weed and uh, Twisted something, and I mean, but Goose Island too. I mean, I mean, so it happened for a while there, but I don't think they're coming after, you know, 
our little guys. <laughs> our well, well, yeah. I mean, their their reaches they reach a point, and like I feel like Bell's was a holdout, just because they were kind of a holdout, which is appreciative. Like I I like that, but yeah, I feel like a lot of these um, breweries, as you said, reach a certain production standard where the competition just becomes yeah too tough. I mean, in the case of Bells, I don't, I, I don't begrudge that to Larry at all. I mean, the guy's got to retire at some point. And, um, no, 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 no. I, well, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that uh, at all, at all. And in fact, if anything, they're kind of, uh, kind of a shining star of, if you play your cards right and you put your, put your business in the right areas, you can still succeed in the market, yeah. even though they're kind of the ones that built the market. Um, but. Uh, you know, I still, I still feel like, <clears throat> yeah, it, you know, you, you do it right. You pay attention to the market, you understand what you need to do and you can still, you can still make it independent. Hell yeah. So I did link the uh, BJCP competition list into our chats. Um, so that's out there. Um, and then, yeah, keep your eye on that. Uh, other competitions I'm sure will be popping up throughout the year. Um, but the ones I think that are, are nearest and dearest to our hearts are the, you know, Michigan Beer Cup and Michigan State Fair, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, we get the opportunity to live stream them again next year. Um, and then uh, the Bell's Homebrew competition. Bell's Homebrew competition. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe we can actually, you know, hand out some awards this next year. If if it, anybody listening wins an NHC medal this year, let us know. We would love to have you on and talk about yes, amazing beer. Um, Hell yeah! Right on. Well, cool. Uh, I don't think we have a show for next week. I'm trying to work on the 24th. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm actually not available next week, so I won't be around okay, next that's week. That's fine. Um, we'll be working on a show for the 24th. I'm trying to confirm that now. We'll get posted as soon as we can. Um, and then, yeah, still working on cool guests for the future. And uh, we have lots. We're just trying to nail down dates. We have a few so far. At least I know we've actually we're in stuff, even had like, people reach out to us lately. Like it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so we had, we had a homebrew club reach out to us uh, recently. Uh, there's somebody else too. In February, so um, yeah, the guy off of uh, Twitch reach out too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have we have a homebrewer uh, that has a YouTube channel. Um, reach out, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk to to him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so. see that one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it would be cool. Alrighty. Well. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy, happy January. We will see everyone in in two weeks and. Uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us tonight. And Take it easy. Cheers. Easy. Cheers. Cheers.